in partnership with the Horizon Track Club. Welcome to Expanding the Horizon, a podcast focusing on North American track and field where we recognize the grind and show what happens in every runner's careers behind the curtains. Welcome back to the next episode of Expanding the Horizon, a podcast in partnership with Horizon Track. Um, our goal is shining a light upon Canadian running scene. Whether you are an up-and-coming runner or already have an established career, we want to bring light to the success and the grind that you put into running. All right, so as you guys can see, we've uh, upgraded our studio. We no longer are in uh, Brit's basement. <laughs> yep, so today our, we got some... Uh, Pretty nice guest with us. We have Charlie Denat and Allison Andrew Paul. Um, Charlie, you are a runner for SFU. Same with you. You guys are teammates. So, uh, are you guys? Uh, what's your season like looking like so far? Yeah. So we uh, we opened up uh, at the UW Invitational uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, and we had some pretty good success down there actually, like overall as a team. And I was pretty happy with my race personally. Um, I ended up getting a USA Track and Field athlete of the week for division two which was kind of surprising kind of random but really fun um yeah and then this past weekend we also went to boston uh at the terrier classic and also had some really really uh, great showing especially on the distance side uh qualified some relays for nationals we think and yeah so it's been a really promising start to the season yeah it's uh allison summarized pretty well um we've had a really strong showing from both the guys and the girls um, lots of uh, national provisional qualifications, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I, unfortunately, I didn't get to race Boston because I was a little bit sick, but um, feeling great now. Um, hopefully, we'll have some more chances to qualify some more times and take a shot at that uh, DMR record that oh, yeah. got nabbed away from us in that in that meet at Boston. The guys ran super well, and everyone sort of performed above where they thought they should be, but. Yeah, I think we we have a shot at getting that. So when you're sure. back at full health, yeah. what role in the DMR are you the the mile, the twelve hundred? Um, I think I think I'll be the twelve hundred. Um, but it, it really depends. Like we'll have a conversation with the guys and just see where we think um we're best suited. Obviously, there's pros and cons to being in either or. Like you could argue that being in the twelve hundred, you need to be a little bit more aggressive. You need to get a good start. Like it it really sets the sets the tone for the rest of the guys and your positioning is obviously really important. So, um, and then again, in the mile, you also need to be capable, capable of grinding by yourself. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I I think 1200 is probably the right spot for me, but who knows that can change up on any given day for sure. Well, especially in DMR, I mean, uh, I think what you're saying with the 1200 is completely correct. Because, I mean, like, you got the 1200 with Cessna's home, gets you into the right position because you're not going to make really anything up in the 400 right after. Like, no. there's, it's too close. It's only, what, two laps on the time. Unless the... you have a guy named Calvin Robinson. Yeah, unless you, have, yeah. <laughs> unless you have Calvin Robinson on your team dropping, like, 46 high, yeah. 47 low, whatever it is. But, no, I mean, well, uh, like, the 400, like, any sprint race, I mean, it's within a second or a millisecond, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not really going to be making much. And then the, even with the 800, like, you're not going to be pulling away from the field or you're not going to be catching up as much as you'd hope. And then yeah. that's, you're kind of depending on the 12 and the mile to either set yourself, the, set the, like you said, set the tone for your team, yeah. get yourself in a good position, and then the miles for the close, right? And like you're saying, 
that's uh that's a strenuous uh, event to be uh trying to pull through for sure yeah that's not to take away from the 400 and 800 no, though it's okay. not like they're not important well, no, obviously I mean, but like yeah i get i get what someone drops saying. a baton in the four the yeah end, you can't really finish the race no, so you gotta get yeah. the, the baton from start to finish for sure yeah but uh yeah to uh the points earlier i mean if we thought the the UW preview meet was insane like christ almighty boston was just a whole another beast <laughs> yeah, entirely boston was like yeah, it's crazy uh just to start off, I mean, uh, Aaron, like, just destroyed the four-minute barrier in that mile. Yeah. The week before, like, we could have before for the episode. He's like, yeah, I think I can crush, yeah, like, again. It's in the four. cards, and then he does it twice yeah. in one week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, oh, my God. And then, uh, well, the 800 as well. The 800 uh, was big. Let alone uh, Aiden, right? That was yeah. in the, the, yeah. the DMR, and then also... Well, ran what? What was the split? One fifty. One fifty. I think. Yeah. Oh my god! And then we also ran one fifty-two seven or something like that in the eight alone. Yeah. Like, was that in the same day? No. No. It was two days apart. But um, yeah. Anyways, like that's awesome. Really good showing for Aiden. He's uh he's had such good momentum all the way through through cross and still calls himself an 800 runner but i refuse to put him in that category <laughs> i don't know man you can't run 10k cross well and then come back and run an 800 and 150 like that's that's such big range i, I think range. i think he's he's gonna have really good success this year in the 800 i but i can also see him being a fantastic like 1500 runner in the future mm-hmm. bring that speed um up the distance a little bit no doubt so, yeah allison can you uh break down your relay at all from the weekend yeah because like, you guys on the girls side had a lot of success yeah. as well so yeah, i'd no. love to hear you a piece um, about that yeah so going into it uh we kind of because like the dma the first one of the season i don't know we would like it's been so long since we've run it right like mm-hmm. it's been since 2020 so we were kind of like okay what do we what do we need to run here yeah and so we went back and looked at what the 2020 sfu team ran because they actually were ranked number one okay. um like Obviously, the Nationals didn't end up happening, but they ended ended number one at the yeah. end of the season. Do you know who was on that team again? Um, Addie, Marin, um, Megan, and Renata. I think Renata. Renata. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, make, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, so we kind of, we looked at their splits and we're like, okay, so um, what, and then trying to kind of model like basically what, what they ran. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so that kind of gave us an idea. And so I think there were, it was something like 336 uh, in the twelve um 219 in the eight mm. and 57 in the four and then Addie was a 443 in the mile so mm. we knew that if we could and we were like okay well we think that each of us can kind of run something close to that mm-hmm. and uh we ran the exact same time <laughs> it was uh, like nice. literally 11 36 um so it was a like slightly different splits overall I, I think I was a bit slower than Addie on that mile um mm. Uh, but we had like Emily had a great 800 performance. Like yeah. it was her fastest uh, 800 in a while, nice. and and just watching her out there too, like she had like just got a little bit aggressive, you know, which mm-hmm. is <laughs> so kind of one of the things that she really needs to work on. No and doubt. like I really saw that come out um, yeah, in that race, awesome. so that was really exciting. And like, yeah. I told her afterwards that that was the highlight. Like you really Absolutely. went for it. Um, yeah, and then Megan was super solid in the 12, which is um, all we kind of needed, like, just like positioning. Um, yep. We also had, so the Northeastern team um, had their fastest girl on the 12, which I thought was an interesting strategy. And so I kind of knew. And so basically when I got the baton, uh, we were in second and the Northeastern team was ahead. But I kind of knew roughly what that girl was going to be able to split and I knew that I could get her. But 
Uh, to be honest, like me and the mile or 1500 don't always get along. I have really variable like races with it. So I was quite nervous going into it. Like that was probably my most nervous race of the whole weekend because probably I was like. to your advantage though, those nerves, you just used them, right? <laughs> like, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like I just was like, I cannot mess this up. Like, because yeah. I, I have, ext- again, such like variation with how I end up running in the 1500. So my only like strategy going into it was do not go out fast, like do not go out fast. And so I was super conservative in the first couple laps, which I like worked well. Um, but after those first two laps, I was like, okay, this is as far as I planned. Like, I don't know what to do. And yeah. so I was just like kind of waiting for Brit, honestly, like waiting for Brit to tell me like, you need to go now. Yeah. And then she did. And once she did, it was just, it all just like kind of clicked in the place. Together, and, yeah. yeah. And then I was super even after that, just like hitting off really nice splits. Um, and so now... And, and I mean, I think even in the video after the race, you can see I'm just like, oh, thank God, like that yeah. I didn't mess it up. But I definitely coming out of it, I'm like, okay, like I can be a little bit more aggressive yeah. in the start. I, I can do that. It's just like, yeah. It's <laughs> funny that you started that way because in practices, it's Brit every rep. Yeah. Slow down, Allison. Like, <laughs> relax, Allison. So yeah, it's well, funny that you went into the race with a completely opposite mindset. Yeah. Literally. Well, that's what we were talking about last week yeah. uh, or two weeks, whatever uh, first episode was uh, when we were mentioning you about the 800 as well. Uh, yeah. We were mentioning that Brit sounded like over from the overhearing conversation there was like yeah like well like you just said we have the tendency of going out really aggressive and yeah. hard in practice mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily a bad or good thing we're just <laughs> saying that's what happens and then Brit's like telling you hey like just slow down it's yeah. okay you don't need to be as aggressive um and uh well uh to the point of aggression as well like you were saying with Emily with the eight I mean like it's February like fourth or whatever it is the season's so early uh and you guys are off to such an amazing start like everybody on the team like there were so many amazing performances uh alone in boston uh like there's just it can only go up from here i mean like <laughs> are you guys out, like are you guys excited for what's going to happen i mean what what and with this now set in stone with these times like what do we have what do you guys have planned for like in terms of goals and for the rest of the indoor season, I mean, with the DMR, the relays and whatnot. I I think honestly, we're probably just scratching the surface. Like no doubt. everyone, yeah. um, everyone has run super well and uh, it's really exciting, but mm-hmm. I like just with training and the types of workouts we've been doing, like we haven't really dug deep into track yet. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we, we just have like a really good trajectory right now. Um, I think we're looking at potentially uh, that GNAC win. We're trying to, especially, I don't know, there's been conversation about just flooding all the distance events (laughs) with as many runners as we can and just trying to get as many points as possible because um, we don't have that many throwers participating. So we're lacking in the points Mm -hmm. on the fields on on that side. Mm -hmm. But um, honestly, I think we have a chance uh, to win it as a team. And then obviously from there, you're going to nationals and Brit said it herself recently in some of the media posted by SFU. She was saying she thinks this year we could have the most athletes we've ever put at no nationals, at indoor nationals. And that, like, as a concept, that's super cool. And that is very cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, you already have uh, how many? So we have, we, uh, what was it, like 11, like, qualifying or, like, standards? Visual standards, uh, visual standards for nationals. Was, I think it was 11. I mean, that alone... 
uh, says a lot. Like, there's so much potential right there. And like you said, you're just it's so early in the season. You just came out cross country. Like you're yeah. just scratching the surface of the training, especially competitions. Only mm -hmm. had two competitions so far. Um, and in terms of GNAX, I mean, you have Allison in the eight, who is a strong contender to win. Mm -hmm. I mean, with with what with who we are now, you have Aiden running like 150, 152 mm -hmm. already. You know, that's also a strong contender. I mean, as well, Aaron and yourself and the mile. Uh, and then you have the two relays, and then you also 3K have a, the three K as yeah. well, uh, and as well as even the four by fours. Like it's it's yeah. like it's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah it's like, a very strong team. Yeah. I mean, I, I it's GNAC championship certainly isn't uh, out of reach at all. At all, no. I think it's certainly up there. Hey, we won in cross both men's and women's so why not win the track too that's what know? i mean like the <laughs> keep we the got good times rolling yeah, exactly baby. <laughs> yeah. 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 nice to have it like gnac winners for cross gnac winners for indoors maybe gnac winners outdoors yeah. you never know sweep yeah. the whole year i'll allow it that'd be a good time yeah we, we could, could give us a lot to talk about on the podcast that's yeah sure. <laughs> oh jeez. So we know that for you guys' outdoor events, um, if anybody doesn't know, Charlie, you run 339 in the 15. Allison, you're a 206, 800 meter runner. Um, this early on in the year, you see a lot of athletes in the indoor season maybe going for like the longer events because they're just coming off of like a big cross country base and all that. Yeah. Are you focusing on like your main outdoor events this indoor season as well? Like, are you going to be running the mile and you focusing purely on the 800? Or are you going to do some maybe over distance stuff come championship time? Yeah, well, um, yeah, so, I mean, for my opener, I did an 800, um, and uh, with the, we had some pretty crazy weather up in Canada over the over the Christmas break, as you guys are aware, <laughs> uh, which made training pretty tough. So, like, we transitioned from cross to kind of some faster stuff for a couple of weeks, and then we just got hit with snow, and so basically went back to cross training. So, um, yeah, what, what kind of felt like cross-country kind of style workouts again, and so I... Honestly, didn't have a ton of expectation going into that first meet because I had literally run in my spikes twice. Like mm -hmm. I had literally done a track workout in the past week. Um, granted, they the I was pleasantly surprised with how they went, um, like the workouts, and that was enough confidence I think going into it. Um, but yeah, definitely like the eight hundred is my like joy. <laughs> I love yeah. I love that event so. Um, definitely want to focus on that as much as I can. And I've been pretty happy with my speed, despite the kind of rushed transition. Like my relay splits have also been a nice surprise too, um, even though, again, we're coming basically straight off of base training. So I don't know how Britt does it, <laughs> but yeah, like yeah. she sneaks it in there just enough, I think, to keep to keep it going. So I don't think there's any reason that I necessarily need to focus on over distance just because that's what like my body's like super familiar with like I feel like I'm ready to go in whatever event I kind of want to pursue and the 800 is like where mm -hmm. my like real passion lies so mm -hmm. yeah that's the plan for me yeah I I'm sort of on the same level like yeah we all had the same weather and that changed uh, how we train for differing from person to person um for me I, like I felt like doing a 3k at the beginning of the year was a good idea just to like start on the track doing a little bit longer distance good transition from uh cross country to the track um unfortunately I got my ass handed to me by a bunch of pros um but yeah no it was it was eye-opening and I think um taught me some good lessons and uh I think I'm ready to 
have some strong performances at the next few meets. Um, I know that uh, four minute barrier is very, very close to be yeah. being taken. I, I think I have a good shot at doing it this indoor season, but um, yeah, I, I'm not, I think I'll be focusing on the mile the yeah. the rest of the season. Um, we don't have, it's honestly, it's a super short season. Mm-hmm. Like we have <clears throat> one more meet before GNAX and then GNAX and then a last chance meet for some people as well. And then we have nationals. So it comes and goes super quick. And I think um, you don't want to dilly dally too much in uh, other events. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I think the mile, the mile is going to be my focus in, I don't know. I'm calling sub four by the end of the yeah. indoor season. Well, you, yeah. like, we were saying the same with Aaron last time. Like, yeah. Both of you guys having to, you have like the 1500 conversion for mm-hmm. sub four. So that it has to give you that confidence going into the season, knowing like if yeah. I have like the speed in the pure 1500, like obviously it's a longer event. That last hundred can really hit you pretty yeah. hard, but <laughs> it, it should give you that confidence knowing that it's definitely in the cards. Oh, 100%. I, yeah. If I don't hit it, I'll probably be a little disappointed. But yeah, obviously there's been some interruptions with sickness and whatever. But yeah, yeah no excuses. <laughs> well, even uh, I remember us talking about uh, in the summer where we're where we're kind of running and training together a little bit, uh, where you came off. Uh, you actually, just race because you PB'd in the eight uh, this summer, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was what was it before one fifty two two high yeah, or mid, and yeah. then you got it down to one fifty one one fifty. Yeah. Um, I remember you just having that conversation then. I mean, you have clearly had the speed. I mean, you have the PB in the fifteen three thirty nine mm-hmm. one fifty one one fifty in the eight. The speed and the endurance is there. It's just mm-hmm. about you know whatever whenever it happens, getting like, in the right race, yeah, the right headspace, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we've talked about the right headspace as well because I want to touch back on what we were talking about before uh, with what we were talking about, like nerves and stuff like that before the race. Like generally, I always have to ask people, like, do you get nervous before races? Like, do you like generally just like shit a little bit of a brick and like, just kind of like go once a gun starts? Or how do you guys yeah. manage that? Or how do you guys cope with that? Or what are your feelings before races I in think, general? I think I appreciate the nerves. I, I get quite nervous before races. I, I love the sport and I'm really passionate and I want to run well every time I step on the track. Um, I'm sure Allison is the same. But uh, yeah, I, I think nerves are a good thing. They, they're, it means you care um, and they can be used to energize you. a lot. For a lot of people, it can seem overwhelming. But I think once you learn that it's just a part of the sport, a part of competing. Um, you can use them to your advantage. And obviously there are limitations to that. You don't want to be overwhelmed. But I, I, yeah, obviously I think everyone gets a little bit nervous, but I think it, it's a good thing. And mm-hmm. if, you, if you can think of it in that way, then you can just use it to your advantage. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Allison? Yeah, no, I'm like similar. Like I, I really appreciate the nervousness. Um, and I think it's about like channeling that rather than because like for some people it can like shut you down yeah um but people who do track generally it doesn't do that to them it's like about yeah just like managing those nerves in a way that is going to help you perform on the day because they do have a a place um yeah Yeah. well i find especially uh in a sport that revolves around training as a team but then kind of competing as individuals uh the idea for me when i was running track especially was like uh understanding the fact that yeah uh you definitely could get nervous and like you're saying uh under circumstances that you could certainly care and you want to perform well and you want to perform well for yourself and you know obviously want to perform well for your coach because he's the one training you he or she uh and i but i always found that 
what helped me, I didn't tend to get nervous because, I mean, I certainly did in high school, no doubt. Mm. I mean, racing, uh, like, awesome, whatnot, uh, especially from, like, at 13, like, and, like, 14, uh, would just, like, shit a brick. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's would, so hyped up. So, right? I, well, that's yeah. it. It's so hyped up. It's all over runner's face and flow track yeah, for, like, two yeah. weeks. You're getting all amped up, and you're racing against the best in the province. Yeah. Uh, and, I don't know, like, with everything going on, like, uh, I guess coming from, like, a small town into, like, big city, and, like, you're racing all these people from Toronto that actually know what the hell they're doing. You get a little nervous. But uh, the way I channeled that was just kind of understanding the fact that, you know, you put in the work, you did what you needed to do, yeah, people who trust you and it's just the goal is just to trust yourself and yeah. just go out there and just do it. And I mean, it's just a race at the end of the day. Yeah, it's exactly. it's going to be, it's going to start, it's going to happen and it's going to end. Mm. And whether or not you succeed or you feel like you succeeded or you feel like you didn't, uh, it's not going to change anything. Like at the end of the day, time just goes on. You have another race that's going to happen. Mm. Like it's, you know, learn from it. You just kind of grow physically and mentally you just become better for it. And that's certainly the, my mentality when it came into racing, that it's just a race and like no one's going to care if you, well, not necessarily care, but you know, no one's going to remember whether or not you had a bad race or you might have had a really successful one. Yeah. Like it's, it's uh, I don't know. That's kind of my gist on it for yeah. sure. Uh, sorry. I was going to finish a point with something, but I completely forgot what I was going <laughs> to say. So I'm like, Kaylin, you take it over for a second here. Yeah, well, we'll just kind of like switch things up a bit here uh, and talk about your guys' high school years. I mean, both of you absolute powerhouses in your younger years as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got the two like washed up high school years. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah. Like, so good Looking for redemption. Well, <laughs> yeah. so, I, I mean, as in you guys have been at the top for a long time. From, like, <laughs> okay. Almost like every age. It's a nice way of like, yeah. 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 We know, don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. We're basically famous. Yeah. Like, where I was, we're at as if people were pro. <laughs> is I was trying to transition to the fact that both of you guys from a young age, we're able to get onto the world stage, both going to the respect, like your years respective U20 world championships. So, okay, <laughs> the introduction was a little bit off. Yeah. The hope is that you could kind of speak on what was that like at a young age, being able to make it to like the world stage for the first time. You are a dual, you have dual citizenship. Yeah. So at the mm -hmm. time you were at the world champs for New Zealand. Yeah. So what was that like? And then we'll go on to your experience as well, Charlie, after. Yeah, so I uh, qualified for the uh, World Under 20s 800 meters in uh, 2016, <laughs> 18 years old, you know. Um, so, and that was definitely the biggest meet I have, have ever made, I guess, like the one international meet I've made. And um, it was definitely like an overwhelming experience. And like to your point about nerves, it's like this is the biggest stage kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I think I've always had kind of an ability to channel, like I was saying, to like kind of channel that energy into something I can use rather than let it shut me down kind of thing. So, um, but I do recall uh, like being super, super nervous for the heat, like just like so, so nervous leading up to my warm up. And then once you start your warm up, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm in control. You know, like I'm doing my thing. This is what I'm used to. Yeah, yeah, this is where, this is, and then you start to, you start to, it starts to like dissipate a little bit. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm actually doing something about this feeling, this mm -hmm. like feeling of like, oh my God. Um, and then you go in the call room and then you see these people and you're like, oh my God, they're faster than me for sure. <laughs> and, and you're standing in line with your band, like you got your yeah, backpack on one, yeah. shorts and your t-shirt. Yeah. Like, 
buddies at six five beside you, looking down at you, like, what's going on? Yeah, absolutely shredded. Yeah, I'm just completely <laughs> melted in nines. Yeah, but then I remember that the track in um, Bedgarsh was blue, and this is like cutscenes, kind of random, but. I so we walked out of the call room and again this is just before the heats and my home track in New Zealand I'm from like rural town is blue Mm -hmm. and I don't know just that one thing I was like I did a stride on this blue track and I was like stadium wasn't there you know it was just like I'm at home like this is yeah yeah Yeah. and then I I was I wasn't nervous at all and Mm -hmm. yeah and and my heats went really well like I actually won my heat which wasn't necessarily the plan but just ended up happening uh, because it felt good with 300 to go and and wasn't like going to risk not making the semi Mm -hmm. um and then unfortunately heartbreak in the semi I didn't make the final um but I did have my that is still my PB (laughs) unfortunately um that race that I ran ran in the semi-final so um yeah I, I guess I ended up like ranked 12th at that meet and so that was a it was an awesome experience, um, and it's definitely something that keeps me going now. Like just to make another national team would be, uh, like it's a, an incredible experience. Like mm-hmm. it really is so special. Um, and then also the experience is like, it's like okay, everyone on bigger stages in this, or like I don't know, yeah, when you're in that nervous space again. Um, and then another thing that helps me too is remembering that, because like sometimes I get caught up in. I feel bad today in, in my warm up. I'm like, I feel so shit. But like, some of those are your best yeah. races, right? Yeah. Like, you feel terrible. Yeah. And the gun goes yeah. off and you're just completely fine. Yeah. 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 So, and I think that those are kind of two things. It's like, I've run on, I've run on bigger stages than this. And yeah, I felt worse than this and run well. Yeah. So relax. Like, yeah. it's not. It's, it's just another day. It's another race. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. just about going out, like, doing it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I had pretty similar experience. Um, I made the team in 2018. Yeah, 2018 uh, in the summer. Just to make notes revealed, double check that. Yeah, yeah. Fact check that real actually, quick. Actually, no, it's actually 2012. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that world championship was really special for me because I was injured all that fall before. Um, that season and all of the spring I was just grinding to come back and um, literally race by race I was going running slower than I had done in my grade 10 11 year of high school to eventually PVing in the last race of the last the last qualification day like literally (laughs) the qualification period ended at midnight Um, I was at the London 1500 nights out in uh Ontario. Ontario. Yeah. And Good time. Uh, yeah, 10 p.m. at night, I qualified two hours before the qualification oh period. Ended. Yeah. Um, so it's all about when you do it. Yeah. Like, you do it or not. Yeah. It's well, all good. Yeah. It was just the accumulation of just like race by race, like hating myself and throwing up and like feeling terrible and then starting to get some momentum and then yeah. like running 351 and then 350 and then 348, like just slowly working down. So I, I think the lead up was really important for me and then the experience itself like it's none like i've never ever had before um and the class there was just unbelievable uh it was one of the best experiences of my life for sure um partly because of the team like i knew a lot of people on the team and it was fantastic to travel and compete with all of them and um super fun the racing experience itself a little different. Um, yeah, I came up against some caliber runners that I've yet to race afterwards. They 
um, the likes of Jacob Ingebrigtsen yeah. and Manangoy from Kenya. Um, those guys were just in a different class. Like to put yeah. it bluntly, I was not on the same level as those guys. And it was really eye-opening. Like to put it in comparison, they they ended up, I think, coming first and second respectively at that championship. I didn't make the final. Um, and then the week after they went to a diamond league and ran 329 and 330, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And it's like my PV going into that championship was 346. And these guys are running 329. Like that's <laughs> just a solid like, casual. Yeah, it seconds, was a little actually. bit of a slap to the face, right? Yeah. Like in the heat itself. I remember Jacob just got flying by me like he was going for a walk. It was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was, uh, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, super cool experience um, and something that I value a lot. I I have notes from that meet that I look back on every so often. And one of the things that I wrote to myself was, it's not just about the experience. Like I want to return to that international stage and not be there as just like a bystander watching, like watching Jacob take off in the last 800 and yeah. me just feeling helpless and out of shape, frankly. And yeah. uh, um, I want to be able to compete at that level. And I think yeah. the next time I step on, on the track with a field like that, I want to feel like I belong there and compete and not just be there for the experience, mm-hmm. which is what I think a lot of people get caught up in. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, in track, it's just like, it's just there for the experience, but like, mm-hmm. no, you're there to compete and you're yeah. com- there to win. And um, if you count yourself out before the race has even started, like, mm-hmm. well, then it's already over. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. You're never going to run it. You can't have a slimmer of doubt. Yeah, like, exactly. As soon as you have a piece of doubt, it's over. Because again, yeah. like we were saying before, track is... I mean, trained as a team, but you're competing at the end of the day as individuals. Like, mm-hmm. it's whether or not you put in the, like, it's not like the team sport where you can rely on other people to work together and achieve the goal as a whole. Like, it's either you put in the work to perform at where you want to be or not. Like, it, there's no in between. It's black and white. It's mm-hmm. just like, did you put in the work? Or it, it's which is what's going to dictate whether if you succeed or not. Like, that's it. Yeah. Um, and if, as soon as you have that doubt, as soon as you, yourself in a set where you feel like there's people that are faster than you and you can't compete with these guys it's already over like right. you may as well almost not even race yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. you, like you're just gonna put yourself down mm-hmm. it's never it never works for yeah 100 sure. um but honestly i think uh we've been going over for almost 35 minutes almost i think uh we gotta get going pretty much i <laughs> unless you want to cover some more stuff before we head out? Yeah, I, I would say that we still have a couple minutes here of you guys' time. Uh, I know, Allison, you have to head out soon. But one thing that I just wanted to cover before we wrap up this week's episode, um, a lot of young runners look at like people like you guys who've run so fast for so long. And they one question that I know that they always want to know is, like, what type of training, what type of volume are you mm. running? Like. <laughs> obviously i know you got to keep some of that stuff secret yeah. or whatever you can't give away all your trip uh like tips and tricks but it, um maybe let's like focus on your early university years or early high school years like what type of volume were you guys running while you're still developing i think there's a reason both charlie and i are kind of laughing here it's because we're both like pretty low mileage kids oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, i would say uh the biggest thing and and like i have trained both ways like i've trained to like high volume and i've trained to lower volume and i'd say do not underestimate the power of freshness like yeah. do not underestimate it um and yeah and it can be the things it's the things you do in the 22 other hours of the day as well as yeah just being being fresh <laughs> i'd say has been the key in my training yeah no i <laughs> i agree i think i 
track is such an individualized sport and um, you just need to find what works for you. And I, like, as Allison said, like we both had success at quite low mileage in the mm-hmm. past. And I think, I think there was development and we probably both increased since high school, but um, <laughs> which was probably a good thing. But yeah, I think for people that are asking what mileage they should be running, there's no one answer. Um, it's really individualized. You need to find what makes you feel good, what makes you feel like you have confidence when you step on the line and like confidence in your training and your fitness level. But also at the same time, you can't be stepping on the line tired as hell (laughs) because you've been running so much. Like, I don't know, you could could take comparisons on the team. If you take Aaron or Scott, those guys, like they're pretty high mileage guys and been running over 100K consistently. And like me, myself, I've never hit over 95k yeah yeah i've been running like around 80 to 90k pretty consistently 60 miles for those guys in the states yeah yeah exactly um no but and then you can like i don't know broad audience so far (laughs) um no yeah and then you could even look at like donovan brazier like he's one of the best um 800 meter runners in the world and he has been known to be running 20 to 30 miles max in yeah. track season like mm-hmm. that's nothing for most people but he's running what what is he running 142 yeah 142 yeah so how's the 600 meter indoor record i think yeah so like i don't know a lot of people sort of fall into this saying that it's like oh just run more and you'll get faster but like that's not necessarily yeah true. that's not necessarily <laughs> true like there there are these cases where it's people are running just quality over quantity um and i think there's that argument that people don't have enough mm-hmm. and also say like the majority of the girls are in our camp <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah. Well, i don't think any of us ran over like 40 miles during cross yeah. like literally we're trying to run a 6k we're not running over 40 miles which might be crazy to some i would say US, us schools would find that crazy yeah um but we had a lot of success like great we, success that yeah. was a really dominant season for you guys' entire <laughs> yeah. team yeah. and and we made it like yeah like we ran well at nationals you know we made it to the end which i had a hard time doing in the past <laughs> yeah so i would say that yeah that was like kind of the the key for us was that we were fresh going into every race like and yeah that was what allowed us to perform on the day so yeah well yeah thank you guys for your insights then like that yeah that's good information to share you know a lot of people they do have like you were saying they need to just think they need to just basically pound themselves into the ground but yeah yeah that's how you get hurt if you're not running at least 140 kilometers per week you're you slow. ain't doing shit yeah, you're, slow. <laughs> you're not gonna be fast like uh, i don't know that's like, that's like probably one of the main toxic sides of oh, track yeah. and running like just this belief that if you're not running a lot then who are you, you know, yeah. Well, like yeah um yeah who am i not injured yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> healthy liking running like, like yeah actually enjoying myself yeah. <laughs> no doubt uh but that you're good with everything here okay yeah, great that's about all the time we have this week awesome <laughs> yeah. awesome guys thank you so much for joining us yeah, thank Allison, you, so thank you charlie thank you kaylin always a pleasure <laughs> yeah i'll definitely see you soon yeah. um well yeah that was episode two of expanding the horizons ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us uh catch us on the next one uh thank you yeah. sweet awesome thanks, thanks.